and welcome back to the Pass It to Patrick podcast, sports podcast where we cover everything NBA, NFL, and any storylines that are going on in the league, any league, all the leagues, really. Um, I was wrong a couple times last week with the games that I predicted. I was wrong, but I was happy with some of the outcomes because overall, I predicted most of my games right. Now, granted, there were a few that kind of didn't go my way, but I'm happy with my overall record. I I wouldn't say my record's bad by any means. Um, So far, my total record is 60-34. and You know, a couple teams bye weeks uh, that happened last week, and uh, I'm, I'm happy with my overall record. It's still in the positive, still above 500, so can't complain too much, can you? You know... There's one thing I want to talk about today to start off the podcast, and that's my MVP ballot. Uh, who I have winning the MVP? Who I really my top three that are in the discussion? My third will surprise you. Where I have these guys placed, but I want to talk about for a little bit Dak Prescott. Um, what he's lived up to because you know. What you do when you go through situations, uh, Dak Prescott was injured, and how he's rebounded says so much about his character. He had to overcome, and overcoming stuff is important. Uh, Even in the NFL, very important in sports, because you get a lot more respect when you've overcome things. Um, Brady overcoming being a six-round pick. Uh, Josh Allen with, you know, his accuracy and coming out of a smaller school. Uh, proving a lot of people wrong. You have a chip on your shoulder, generally. And as far as I'm concerned, Dak Prescott is one of the most impressive comeback players, I I think, in the last few years. He has come back from being carted off the field, crying, with that devastating injury. Now, you may think, well, we've seen that before. Guys have come back. But the way he's come back is so impressive. And saying this is, as a Washington fan, uh, it hurts me. Because, you know, I'm a Washington. I don't I don't like to see the Cowboys do good. But, you know, I have to be unbiased. And right now, they're one of the top teams in the NFL. They just are. I haven't bought into the Super Bowl hype. You know, still need to see a little more. But so far, they're very impressive. They're very impressive. Uh, definitely a lot of excitement there in Dallas. But the MVP talk, really, there isn't any debate. Dak Prescott is the top candidate. We're going to go through my top three. But when you overcome things in life, you get a certain amount of respect. And Dak Prescott, I think that's all he wanted. I do. I think that's all Dak Prescott wanted from the Dallas Cowboys contract. Let's just go through the stuff. Injury, contract talks. Zeke getting paid first. I mean, the the saga with Dak getting paid drug out like almost a year and a half. It was crazy. But he went through all of that. He went through all of that for one reason. He wanted respect. And when you want that, when you crave something so much, you will go through obstacles after obstacles after obstacles. And that's what he did. He got his contract. He got the bag. He got paid. And not only that, he's on this year, he's proving people wrong about him. Um, There's a lot of talk that, you know, he's a good quarterback, good arm, says all the right stuff, and he does. But I'm thinking he's elite. 
I'm thinking he's that playmaker. You know, because, you know, early in the podcast, I had my critiques about Dak Prescott and the contract and what I thought. And, you know, my my idea of what he was as a quarterback, in my opinion, early on, he was a lot like Kirk Cousins. You know, that that middle tier game manager, he was obviously a little better than a game manager. But early on, I, I didn't see enough to say, oh, he's an elite playmaker. But yeah, he is. And if the injury bug can stay away from Dak for the rest of the year, which there was a scare there, a calf strain, you just don't know about calf injuries they're so up and down, but if he can play this coming week, which I, I think he will, I think, you know, I hope, I hope I'm right, but if he can play this week and he can just stay healthy throughout this year, there's no doubt he's going to win MVP in my mind, at least he's number one in my top three. There's other guys, you know, there's other guys, but they haven't had to overcome as much. They really haven't. Dak is the only one on this list that has had to overcome. And all he's wanted is respect. That's it. All he's wanted is for people to look at him and say, hey, I am the same as Mahomes, as um, Josh Allen, as Lamar. I am in the same tier with them. And I will show you I am. If you didn't believe I am, I'll show you I am. He has shown me that he is. You know... The, the contrast to this is Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield has struggled, you know, against his peers. The guys he should be do out, you know, performing with, you know, back and forth. But he hasn't been. And I know the Browns have injuries. Don't get me wrong. But you can't use that as an excuse because this is the NFL. <laughs> this is the NFL. There's going to be injuries all along the way. You just can't get over it. But the thing is, Dak has proven that he is in that top tier. And so far, Baker this year has proved that he's just on the edge there. He's not. He's not. He's a good game manager and franchise quarterback. You can win. Like I've said, you can win a lot of different ways. You know, get that running game going. But a lot has to be going right for Baker. And where I've seen the contrast is, Dak, nothing has to be going right. You got Zeke calling out the officials even though they won. You got Chatter, is he hurt? How's he doing? You have Mike McCarthy, who is terrible at game management. Just terrible. You have an owner that meddles a lot. You are the quarterback of the biggest franchise. Forget NFL of in sports. You, you, you're, the, you're the quarterback. You got interviews to do. You got to be even more on than, let's say, the franchise quarterback of the Panthers. You know, because like Cam Newton, he was the franchise quarterback, but there was a little more leeway with Cam. He was kind of, you know, flash there in Carolina. But Dak Prescott, he doesn't have any leeway. He has to say the right thing every single day. And that's pressure. That is pressure. And when he got carted off that field and he was emotional, I, I think he made a promise to himself that he was going to come back and he was going to prove all the doubters wrong. And he has. He has. He is my top uh, MVP candidate. Um, congratulations, Dallas. You have and Dak. You have proven me wrong. I'm a Washington fan. You have proven me wrong. Congratulations. Now, with that all being said, we're going to get into my top three MVP candidates and why I think they'll win, or why I think they're in that conversation. I think Dak's going to win. Spoiler. But let's go ahead and get into it. 
My number three is Kyler Murray. He was my number two a couple weeks ago. But my number three is Kyler Murray. Just playing out of his mind, undefeated. Arizona, they're really like (laughs) underrated still in a lot of people's minds. They're kind of one of those teams that are undefeated and laying under the radar. Uh, His last three games, uh, 229 yards. uh, I'm going to go from the, you know, last game. October 3rd against LA. Two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 268 yards. Quarterback rating of 120.3. October 10th, he played San Francisco. 239 yards, one TD, zero interceptions, 104.1 rating. This last week against Cleveland, against the game where Baker should have been dueling with Kyler Murray. 229 yards, 4 TDs, 0 interceptions, 129.0 passer rating. In the regular season, yeah, he's got 101,741 yards, 14 TDs, 4 interceptions, 116.2 passer rating. Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) And he's on an undefeated team. So don't get me wrong. The way I see it, and how I just see it playing out, is Kyler is still up there, but yet he hasn't had to overcome as much as Dak. So he's my number three. And in a passing league now, it is impressive how he's playing, but in a passing league, like, it's, you know, a lot of guys are putting up crazy numbers. But he is leading that team, and he's having a phenomenal year. Now my number two. This is the guy I think will give Dak a run for his money. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, I think Dak's still number one, but this guy is going to give Dak a run for his money. That's Derrick Henry. Uh, did you guys watch that game against Buffalo? Yeah, he, he, it is not possible for a human to be that big that and moves that fast. Derrick Henry, he's a baller. All right. Uh, last three games, October 3rd against the New York Jets. 33 attempts, 157 yards, 4.8 yards uh, averaged, one TD, and two receptions. October 10th versus the Jags, 29 attempts, 130 yards, 4.5 average, three TDs. Buffalo, this last game, 20 attempts, 143 yards, 7.2 average, three TDs, two receptions. What? Buffalo... Gave Kansas City issues last week. And yet a running back. Let this sink in. A running back in a passing league is going to come in. He's going to come in. And he's going to do that to you? <laughs> like, he's going to humiliate you. He humiliated the Bills. And he just he, he just ran over them. It was like a grown man playing football against kids. That's what it looked like. And he is moving so quick. And what's impressive is he's doing it in a passing league where guys are putting up Kyler Murray's numbers, Dak's numbers, Tom Brady's numbers. It's impressive what these quarterbacks are doing, but I think it's even more impressive what Derrick Henry's doing. Now, again, he's two in my MVP race. Don't get me wrong. But he's on pace to break records. (laughs) He's on pace to break records. And I think that's more impressive. It's more impressive than what some of the passers in the league are doing. And then we get to my number one. And like we talked about early in the podcast, it's Dak Prescott. Because he's had to overcome. Dak Prescott's final, or not final, but his last three games, and this is impressive, versus Carolina, October 3rd. 
188 yards, four TDs, zero interceptions, 130.3 passer rating. October 10th, New York Giants, 302 yards, three TDs, one interception, 116.9 passer rating. October 17th versus New England on the road against one of the best, one of the best defensive coaches against scheming for quarterbacks. 445 yards, three TDs, one interception, 108.7 passer rating, and he pulls out the win. The clutch win. I, I can't say anymore. Dak's my MVP. That's my one, two, and three. Um, it might change. Uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, this is what I'm hoping, that Dak can stay away from that injury bug. Because if he gets injured, that may be affecting some things. It just might be. Now, the NBA is back. That's right. I watched a little basketball. <laughs> I watched a little basketball because this is like the prime uh, time to be a sports fan. Because you can watch football, you can watch basketball, and we got uh, MLB in the playoffs. So as far as I'm concerned, everything's in full swing when it comes to the Lakers, the Russell Westbrook era. It is it is off and running. Now, I have seen some issues I've seen some issues. I'm a little bit of a skeptic, but overall, I'm not too worried. Now, a lot of people have said the Nets are going to take it this year, and Kevin Durant, I don't buy it. I just don't. I think that's a lot of hype. Think about the Nets. There is so much drama around them with Kyrie Irving's situation. I mean, there's so much drama right there. And yes, I, I get it. Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. He's not the top player in the league to me. He's not. Um, I, I don't have him as the top player. Now, it's not LeBron either. Okay, it's Giannis, and as far as I'm concerned, I don't know why there's so much hate towards Giannis. I I don't get it, because Giannis Antetokounmpo, <laughs> uh, are we just going to forget he won the uh, NBA Finals last year, MVP? He's been an MVP, are we just going to forget that? Like, he, he doesn't exist anymore, his... Like, I don't understand how this is happening because Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in my mind going into the league. He is. I mean, they they pulled out the win against KD. And Kevin Durant was crazy impressive. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player. But Giannis, he had 14 rebounds, 7 assists, and 32 points. Now, granted, Kevin Durant had 11 rebounds, 4 assists, and 32 points. But Giannis is so dominant. He's got the physicality. And he could he pulled up. He had a 3. He, he can shoot now. NBA's in full swing. I'm going to get into that a little more uh, in the next podcast because I, I'm excited to see where it goes. Again, there's some issues with the Lakers. I don't see it as long-term problems. I see them as gelling and figuring it out. They are one of the older teams in the league, so fatigue could set in, but I, I don't see that happening. I see them uh, playing a good, uh, good season, having a good season, and, you know, potentially making a deep run in the playoffs. All right. So I predicted quite a few games right. Week 6, 10 and 4. That's right. I predicted 10 and 4. A lot of great games over the weekend. We have to get into the week 7 though. Cuz week 7's upon us. Week 7 ain't going to wait. And I'm excited to tell you guys my predictions. A lot of great games coming up this week. So let's get into it. All right. Starting out We have Thursday night. That's tonight, October 21st, 7.20 p.m. Denver at Cleveland. Okay, this game will be very interesting. Denver has not looked good the last few games. Um, They have played some better teams. 
Uh, tonight, sadly, I don't think Denver will pull it out. I think Cleveland will win. Uh, it's tough to watch, but I'm sorry, Denver. You're, you're playing a good team. Now, granted, the Cleveland Browns have some injuries, but I think Baker Mayfield will bounce back tonight, have a good game against Teddy Bridgewater and uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, Denver's not as hurt, but I, I just I see Baker having a really good year. I mean, a really good game, excuse me. So that's Thursday night. You know, not a lot of drama with this game. We'll see what happens. Uh, Miles Garrett's playing great. Um, I just think there's a lot more uh, intensity with the Cleveland Browns. I think Cleveland's going to pull this game out. I think it'll be a little closer than people think. I think it'll be 17-14. I think Cleveland will pull it out over a field goal. All right, we're going to move on to Sunday's games. Now, granted, there's a lot of these teams uh, that have their bye week. So it's a little bit of a shorter week but still a lot of great games to get to. Um, Sunday, Washington at Green Bay. As a Washington fan, I want to say Tyler Heineke is the guy. I want to get behind Tyler Heineke, but he's not. He is just not the guy. And he, he struggled the last few games. Aaron Rodgers is on fire with the Green Bay Packers. It's not up to debate. We're going to, to Lambeau. It's going to be a quick game. We are definitely not going to be pulling it out. Uh, Green Bay gets the win. Um, I think Green Bay will put up 32 points against our defense. Our defense hasn't been playing great. 32 points. I think Washington is going to put up about 17. I just don't see Washington winning the game. I think we'll score some points. I think, you know, we got some playmakers. But we got quite a few injuries. And I, I just see Green Bay winning that game. Kansas City at Tennessee. Very interesting game because Kansas City beat Washington. But, you know, it took them a while to get in that next gear and beat Washington. As far as I'm concerned, I think Kansas City's a really good team, but I think they still have a lot of stuff to figure out. They do. What is the defense this year? And that defense is struggled. And so I think the defense will struggle against my top three, my third MVP candidate of the year, Derrick Henry. Uh, they're going to struggle. Derrick Henry, I think, will get another 120, 120 yards on like 20 attempts, a couple TDs. I think the Tennessee Titans will win 21. I think Kansas City will win seven, or Kansas City will lose. They'll only put up 17. Uh, Tennessee is going to hold them, and I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have another rough game. Uh, Kansas City 17, Tennessee winning 21. Uh, Tennessee is going to pull that game out. Could be wrong. It's Kansas City. You never know, but I, I see it. I see it ending like that. Uh, Atlanta, uh, they're going to Miami. Now, Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts, they're they are doing really well this year. I think there's some, a lot of chemistry there. Um, Miami has just looked sluggish. They just haven't looked like themselves. Brian Flores, Tua, I, I don't know what to make of Miami. I think they should go get Deshaun Watson. Um, I just think they're, wait, they're going to. I just think they're waiting to see how that plays out. But I think Atlanta is just the more stable team right now. I do, and I think um, you can contribute that to Matt Ryan and his leadership. I, I have Atlanta winning this game. I have Atlanta winning 27. I have Miami losing, uh, only putting up 21. So, great game, but I think Atlanta will pull out the win. Okay. New York at New England. New England's going to win here. Again, lost a close game. The thing is, guys, Bill Belichick, he schemes well for quarterbacks, but he, he schemes even better for rookie quarterbacks. And I, Zach Wilson, up and down year, I just think Bill Belichick's going to get the win here. I think he'll, you know, put pressure on Zach. And I just, and Mac Jones hasn't been playing bad. 
So I think, I think, you know, I think New England will put up a, a you know, I think they'll only put up about 17 points. Uh, I see New York only putting up 10. I see New England winning this game. Big defensive game here. All right. Carolina at New York. I have Carolina winning this game because uh, Sam Darnold, even though uh, he's had his struggles this year, and he has, he's had quite a few up and down moments. I just see Carolina pulling it out because the New York Giants are so dysfunctional. Again, I just don't know what they have at quarterback or, you know, running back is just, you know, injuries with uh, Saquon. It just, it doesn't feel right this year for New York Giants fans. And uh, Washington fan of me loves it, but also I feel bad for him. So Carolina is going to get this win. Carolina is going to put up 20 points. I think New York will put up 17. I think it'll be close. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase on another level. Cincinnati fans, I've said this before in the previous weeks, you have something special there. But, man, you just keep getting some games on the schedule that are not falling your way, and Baltimore will get the win because Lamar Jackson, he's in that top. He's in my top five of MVP candidates. I only did my top three today, but he's definitely in there. And I think Lamar Jackson will go off again against Cincinnati. Just like Kyler Murray, he is uh, dynamic. And you can't really plan for dynamic. You can just hope to contain it a little more. <laughs> um, pretty much, I, I have the Baltimore uh, Ravens winning. I think they'll put up 24. I think Cincinnati will put up 14. Just see it falling like that. Sorry, Cincinnati, you're going to get the loss. Philadelphia at Las Vegas. Um, the Raiders will pull out this game. What they showed last week, what I even said before, was Derek Carr needs to step up and become a leader. And I think he did. He rallied that team. And they won, even without John Gruden. Interim head coach did a decent job, uh, but the the key factor in that was Derek Carr. And he is a baller. He is a leader. He inspired those guys. He will inspire them this weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles. They're coming into that uh, new stadium there uh, in Las Vegas, and I think Derek Carr is going to put up some some points. I think the Las Vegas Raiders will win. I think they're going to put up 34 points. I think Philly's going to put up about 24, and I think the Raiders will pull it out. Because, I mean, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, they're not bad. But they're not as good as uh, Las Vegas and Derek Carr. All right, Detroit at Rams. Again, just bad schedule. You know, the, I feel for Detroit. I love the coach calling out um, Jared Goff. Jared Goff just doesn't play we saw this in L.A. He just doesn't play with much intensity. And it's on no one but Jared Goff. You know, uh, Dan Campbell calling him out, saying he needs to contribute a little more and play better. Um, don't think it'll help this weekend. Uh, they keep getting some rough games, too. Uh, Rams will pull out this win. I think Rams will uh, pretty much dominate this game because Matthew Stafford's going back to De- uh Detroit's coming to his uh, new hometown. Um, I see the Rams putting up 34. I see Detroit um, putting up 14. Just don't think Detroit will do much um, in that game. Um, Houston at Arizona. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Say no more. The guy is Bo Jackson in that video game uh, back in the uh, 90s. Um, I forget what it's called. Gosh. You couldn't stop Bo Jackson in it. (laughs) You know, he's like a cheat code. And Kyler Murray is pretty much a cheat code. Uh, small, agile, moves quick, quick delivery with the ball, playing amazing, uh, playing amazing at the quarterback position this year. Arizona's going to definitely get this win against the dysfunctional Houston Texans. I have Arizona winning. I see them putting up 27. I see Houston only putting up 10. 
Chicago at Tampa, Tom Brady on pace to break records this year. On pace. Again, he's in my top five uh, MVPs. But again, um, I just see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing Chicago and beating them because, again, Chicago has had a rough time uh, with some of these games this year. And Justin Fields knew. He's rookie. He's raw. Um, yeah, Tampa Bay is going to win this game. I think Tom Brady will put up uh, – I think it will be a little bit um, – I don't. Th- I think Buccaneers will put up about 20 points. I think Chicago is only going to put up about, you know, 10. But I have Tampa Bay winning this game. It'll definitely be an interesting game to watch uh, what Brady can do. All right. Now we move on to, you know, the Sunday night game. That's Indianapolis at San Francisco. Injuries have also plagued San Francisco, but Indianapolis just is, I can't put my finger on it, but they just, it doesn't feel right there in Indy. And I think going in to that, you know, San Francisco and the stadium, the 49ers, I think that crowd's going to be into it. Um, I'm not sure who's projected to start that game for San Francisco, but at quarterback, I mean. But um, I still have San Francisco winning. Um, I think they're going to put up about 24 points. I think Indianapolis is only going to put up 14. I, I got San Francisco pulling that game out. They just, to me, they're they're not they're not the most dysfunctional team. Uh, in the uh, you know they're not more dysfunctional than the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but San Francisco will pull out that win. Monday night, Monday night football, October 25th. New Orleans at Seattle. Geno Smith didn't look bad, guys. He didn't look bad against the Steelers. But it's Geno Smith. And Jameis Winston is just a little bit better than Geno Smith. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. And I think the New Orleans Saints going into Seattle, they'll get the win. Again, they need Russell Wilson back in Seattle. They just do. He's their leader. He's their motivational guy. He gets the players fired up. Um, The leadership you really see when he's gone. Um, he was over there on the sidelines. He was coaching everyone up. He was still that emotional leader there. But um, they they aren't going to get the win against New Orleans because Jameis Winston, even though he's up and down, uh, you know, through the weeks, I just see them being the better team overall. And it's nothing to take away against Seattle. This is what happens. You get some rough games. You get some rough breaks. Uh, injuries are just a part of it. You know, Russell Wilson, he will be back and he will get Seattle playing right. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, Jameis Winston and the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Jameis Winston will beat the Seattle Seahawks. I think New Orleans, this will be a little bit high scoring. I think New Orleans is going to go off. I think they're going to put up 37. I think Seattle's only going to put up about 21. I think they will have somewhat of an offense, even though Geno Smith is up and down. So there it is. There's week seven. I I feel pretty good about this week. I feel pretty good. Now the teams that have a bye are Buffalo, Dallas, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, and Jacksonville. Now, thank, thankfully, Dallas has a bye this week, okay, because I, I, I wouldn't know what they'd do if they didn't have a bye, <laughs> but Buffalo didn't look good. They needed a bye, I feel like. Pittsburgh definitely needed a bye week. Um, Jacksonville got a win. I think that's good that Jacksonville got a win before the bye week. Who knows? I was wrong. Maybe Urban Meyer won't get fired this year. Maybe he won't have a terrible year. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Jacksonville will figure it out. Trevor Lawrence is ultra-talented. That's the thing with Jacksonville that's going to save them. They drafted an ultra-talented quarterback, guys. I mean, you just got to channel it. Once Trevor Lawrence figures it out, watch out. Watch out. That team's going to be deadly. And, you know, Urban Meyer, maybe he'll bounce back. Maybe he will. I don't know. 
But the way I see it is um, Jacksonville's a really good team. If you can just harness some of that and get a little more focused, they're not a bad team. Again, I think this bye week benefits the Steelers, too. Uh, Big Ben is clearly off. He's clearly, clearly off. Um, He needs to refocus a little bit. He looks so sluggish and slow. This is what happens again, Pittsburgh, when you don't prepare for the future. Everyone got mad at the Packers for drafting Jordan Love. Huh? Uh, They're planning for the future, guys. (laughs) I wouldn't be upset if they took another quarterback this year. I wouldn't. If Jordan Love isn't the guy, they don't see it. Take another quarterback. I'm sorry, but you got a plan for the future. You just got to. You got to trade up. You got to make moves. You got to be aggressive. If you don't, you're going to end up like the Steelers. Old quarterback, can't move, um, lacks what he had early on his early on in his career because Ben Roethlisberger, he relied a lot on his athleticism, and I talked about that. If you're a quarterback who only relies on your athleticism, it's going to come back to bite you in the butt. You know, it, it's hard to maintain that as you get older. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Ben is going to come back and be in the MVP. Ah, no, I'm kidding. Uh, sorry, Steelers fans, but you definitely need to get a quarterback. You need to. Uh, they're going to take a quarterback this year. There's no way they can't. And I've seen what Dwayne Haskins is. That's not it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not it. Uh, maybe Tomlin can coach him up. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. All right, guys. That's the podcast for today. Hopefully I can predict a lot of my week seven games right. We'll see. Uh, Follow me on social media. Follow me on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Let me know what I'm doing right. Most importantly, let me know what I'm doing wrong. Okay? Leave a review. Hit the subscribe button. It helps. Makes me feel good. All right, guys. This has been Pass It to Patrick. I'll catch you guys next week.